In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, talking to you from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where Atlanta United was defeated by the New York Red Bulls 3-1 to on Sunday night. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 and SoccerDownHere.com. We've got a few things to talk about tonight, as you can expect, but let me do some housekeeping really quick. Uh, The five stripes uh, scoring was done by Ezekiel Barco in the 26th minute. The Red Bulls was done by Daniel Royer in the 42nd minute on a penalty. And then Bradley Wright Phillips had two-headed goals in the 51st and 55th minute. Uh, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez picked up his fifth yellow card of the season. And Greg Garza earned a red card, so they are going to miss the game at New England on May 30th. Now, that's not what we're probably needing to talk about. Uh, But before we get into the refereeing and VAR, I do need to point out that Atlanta United had every chance to put this game away early. Both Almiron and Martinez missed chances in one-on-one situations. Uh, they didn't miss them. The sh- their shots were saved. Yeah, Mira made two big saves. Um, but before we get into this next thing, it's going to take a while. Um, I needed to point that out, that this problem of not putting away chances early in games finally came back to bite Atlanta United. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, the early portion of the first half, what impressed me both ways was the New York Red Bulls came in and played their game. Atlanta United played their game. Neither team deviated. Atlanta United was going to try to build out of the back. The Red Bulls were going to high press, and they both said, let's see who can beat, who can win this. As the first half went on, I thought Atlanta United was starting to win the match. They were starting to take control. They were starting to create chances. They were limiting the dangerous turnovers and starting to look dangerous. The multiple chances we mentioned. Uh, Mara made how many saves did he make? Did he made night. United had seven shots on target for the night, so he made six saves. That's that's a pretty good night for your second string goalkeeper, and he made a couple big saves there in those moments. Um, that being said, I feel like Atlanta United lost its focus when the calls did start to go against them. And there were multiple that are definitely worth talking about. I'm sure there were some interesting quotes from downstairs that you heard about them. But the calls are the calls. Atlanta United did lose its head, and then it made two bad mistakes that Bradley Wright Phillips punished them for in the second half. Yeah, now let's get into what uh, most people are going to be talking about tomorrow for different reasons. The first, okay, we need to go over what the refereeing crew was tonight. The the on-the-field referee was Chris Pinto. The VAR official up here in the booth about 20, 30 feet to my right, I believe. I think you're right. uh, Is Mark Geiger. Mark Geiger 
was the referee in the previous home game against Sporting Kansas City that disallowed a goal by Joseph Martinez because he was offside. I agreed with that call. I thought that how the rule, I interpret the rule, and what Howard Webb uh, also said, who's one of the most respected officials in the world, said that Martinez was offside. Okay, but that's just kind of the precursor to tonight. So Geiger is in the box. Chris Pinso is on the field. I don't know anything about Chris Pinso. 32nd minute, Julian Gressel plays a ball in behind the defense. Martinez has a one-on-one with Tim Parker, a U.S. men's national team member. And Martinez fakes to one side of Parker to his to his right shoulder as they're facing the goal. Yes. And then cuts back to his left. Parker falls down. Now, as part of that cutback, Martinez probably put his hand on Parker's shoulder or may have tripped him. But they're both running for the ball. It's incidental contact. Martinez gets to the ball first, as you think he would. Rounds Mira, or whatever his name is, Mira, scores. Penso automatically points to the uh, center circle, signifies goal. Everyone runs back. Then suddenly you see Penso put his hand to his ear. Goes to the monitor and watches it for a few seconds, comes back on, disallows the goal. Now, here's where it gets interesting. He told Parkhurst mm-hmm. after the game, Parkhurst was the first to come out and speak to the scrum, that it was a clear and obvious foul by Martinez, to which Parker said, well, if it was a clear and obvious foul, why didn't you call it the first time? Didn't say what his response was. He, he did. He said he, or at least this is what I heard, Said he second guessed himself. Yeah, well, that's true. But that's and when not he an looked answer. at, yeah, he said he second guessed himself, and when he looked at it, he thought it was a foul. That's why it was so quick. That's not what video assistant refereeing is supposed to be for. No. Nope. That's it's supposed to be clear and obvious, and that was not clear and obvious. No, I've actually went back and watched a, a clip that uh, some people have said justifies the call. I actually saw it completely differently. The, the, the part you mentioned about Martinez stepping one way, drawing Parker in, is absolutely 100% correct. Tim Parker's trying to cut across Joseph Martinez at that point. He steps on Martinez's foot. Martinez hops up because his foot was just stepped on. There is contact where they kind of got their feet together, and Parker goes down. Right. But Parker initiated the contact, in my opinion, by stepping across him. I thought he stepped on his foot, and that's what led to Martinez kind of hopping up and clipping him. I don't know what Joseph Martinez is, is supposed to do in that no, situation. Me because he's making a fair play on the ball, and if the defender initiates the contact, what is the forward supposed to do? Right. So whereas I thought the offside goal against Martinez was 100% correct, this one I thought was 100% wrong. And that's just the beginning. I'll tell you the, the <laughs> thing, just to be clear about that offside call from last week, and then we can move on from it. The call on the field is what should have stood, in my opinion, in that. And if it had been called offside on the field, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. That's another one where I feel like the replay is being used to you know, reinterpret a judgment call, and that was never the intent of video assistant refereeing. It's not about... You know, judging things again, it's about correcting a clear and obvious error. And that was another one that was called a goal on the field and then overturned. I don't think it was clear and obvious either way. So 
it's a judgment call. We're not supposed to be using replay for judgment calls, and we are back-to-back games here. So then in the 41st minute, uh, there's a ball over the top. Bradley Wright Phillips is going for it. Miles Robinson, using that speed, gets to the spot first. They start jostling for the ball. Uh, They run into each other. Perez comes behind both of them and cleans the ball out. And Pinso calls a foul immediately. Now, here's the thing. Both players, the ball is in the air. Both players are again jostling for the ball. Pinso motions as if Robinson pushed down Wright Phillips, which is not true. We're watching it right now. Wright Phillips threw himself at the ball and fell down. Pinso did not even signal at all hold by holding his finger to his ear, which is what the referees are supposed to do, that the VAR official is talking to him. <laughs> this is just one of those moments where how can Geiger or Pinso not be asking for help on this bang-bang play? It's just it's a horrible judgment error by one of the two, if I'm seeing it correctly, and I asked everybody in the press box if they saw him pointing to his ear or holding his ear, everyone said no. Gonzalez Perez said it was a horrible call, said it was a stupid call, said Pinso and Geiger should be suspended. Raguzan said it was not a penalty, said that's never called, said you're turning soccer into a non-contact sport, said VR is not being used correctly. When I asked him if he knew who the VAR official was. I saw this. This was good. He said, you tell me. I said, Geiger. He said, exactly. Gerardo Martino mm. called Geiger. I'm going, I haven't transcribed it all yet, so I'm going by memory. He said, Geiger has been a protagonist in the past two home games, and basically that it's our problem, not his, because Geiger is the one representing CONCACAF in the World Cup. Uh, yeah. Video assistant <laughs> Refereeing at the World Cup is going to be quite the drama this this summer because you're going to have some countries who are not used to it have it affect the match and people are going to lose their minds. Um, about like I did watching this one live because I was I was not happy with this call live. Never saw a penalty in it. I think it's a more egregious bad call than even the Martinez goal being brought back. Because that one, there's contact, and I disagree with the judgment of it, but there's contact. And this one, and watching a a gif of it over and over and over again, there's no contact that would lead Bradley Wright Phillips to get off of his feet into the air and fall down. No, he threw himself down. He threw himself down in front of Miles Robinson, and there's nothing Miles Robinson can do in the situation. There's hand checking going both ways because that's what happens on these situations. He did not grab him. He did not push him down. And Wright Phillips was not going to get to the ball anyway. No, it's it's an awful call. That one is just an awful call. In the heat of the moment, I can see a call being made. Yeah. I, I can. But I cannot understand why you don't go to the freaking monitor and mm-hmm. look at it. Mm-hmm. Just from a, a guy who likes rules and structure – how you don't use it, and that was one of Guzan's points. Yeah. How can you not, basically he was intimating, how can you not use it? And that's the problem, <laughs> and, and you have to remember the, the way everything happened to the timeline, because you just had a goal brought back 10 minutes before, less than 10 minutes before. You were just told, Parkhurst was just told on the field that, no, it was clear and obvious it was a foul. I just 
you know, wasn't sure, and then I saw it in the replay, and I was sure. You're like I was double crossed yeah, myself or whatever. Okay, so you're told that, then you get this situation, that is another judgment call. And you don't want to take a look at it. You're sure of it straight away. And we can look at this gif and you see where Penso is. He's close enough to see. He's not behind Robinson. Now he All he sees is, is yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips going into the air and falling down. So you would think from a game management perspective, the smart thing to do here would be at least to go take a look because then maybe you can get things back under control. Because by this point in the match, every call... Both teams are all over the referees on every call. Both managers were all over the fourth official on every call or non-call. That's not what you want. And you can't have a, a, a match have any flow that way. And that was where things fell apart. Again, Atlanta United has to be stronger mentally to deal with it. Yep. And but, Parker, Parker said that. After. Yeah, you have to. But it was very frustrating. And it ruined the flow of the match, and it took what felt like Atlanta United starting to gain control of the match and turned it all on its head. I just, how can Geiger not be screaming into Pinso's ear, you should review this play? I don't, he agreed with it. I, I mean, it's that's just, the only thing. Is he agreed with the call? And and, we're, we're, it's just it's ridiculous um, yeah. that, that it wasn't used. Um, if you're going to use it on the one to bring a goal back, right. you should use it here. Even if you think you had it right, even if you eventually say, yeah, it's right. a penalty, I looked at it. Just from a game management perspective, it would have been smart to take a right. look at it. I think it could have helped calm things down. And th- that's that's my point entirely. I, it matters not to me whether Atlanta United wins or loses or how they win or lose. It does matter to me when MLS rules aren't being used like they're supposed to be used because it infects the integrity of the game. For a league that prides itself on parity, it cannot continue to have substandard refereeing and inconsistent refereeing because then parity isn't really parity. It's just kind of chaos, and that's just not good. And it's, it's, a, bigger, it's a bigger issue than even just MLS. It's, it's really the growth of the game in this country, and... You know, I, I hate that we're we're bagging on the officials because I know how hard that job is. It's it's an incredibly difficult job for them to do. Replay is supposed to help make it easier, but it's making it more complicated right now. It's it's just not working the way it should be working. Oh, and we're not even done. Yeah, I know. We, we're not <laughs> even done yet. It's it's something that the federation, as much as U.S. Soccer Federation, is taking coaching education as a an important cause, and they should because it is. Referee development has to be as important, if not more so, because now you're getting far too often at all levels, not just MLS, but everywhere you turn, referees need better development to be the best they can be at their job. And the Federation is not making it as much of a priority as they should. And it has to change. So then in the first two minutes of the second half, Jeff Lornowitz goes in and what I thought was a very dangerous tackle. Uh, it was a late tackle, and it was a high tackle. I, Frankly, I wasn't surprised that it was a red card. Um, then he gets sent off. Pinso goes and looks at the replay, comes right back on the field, brings it back on, turns the red to a yellow. Martino went so far as to say that it wasn't a foul on Lorenowitz. It was actually a foul on the Red Bulls player. And that this double effect 
just really kind of affected his team mentally. Yeah, it Guzan did. also pointed out that this is the second time they've had a player taken off and then brought back on because of just poor call, original calls by the referee. Yeah, that was one that it was enough. And again, this is after multiple incidents where the foul is called and you have one side jumping in saying that's a red card, and one side jumping in saying it's not a foul. That's where this game was. There was no line as to what fouls were, what they weren't, what cards were, what they weren't. And no one knew how to play it. And it it absolutely did affect Atlanta United. And it got in their head. And it shouldn't, but it did. It's, It's frustrating that this is what the match turned on. And at this point, you've had a goal called back. You've had a penalty go against you on a very soft call, even if you think it's right it's incredibly soft and very light and now you've had a red card that then is rescinded you're completely out of sorts at this point and you right. give up two goals in the next 10 minutes and then game over yep uh and then greg garza had a high tackle uh red card he's gone right um, call unlucky for garza in the sense that he went in studs up anytime you go in studs up you're bringing a red card into play. That's just a fact. I don't think he meant to go as high as he did. I don't think he went as high as he did. I think he went in studs up, got the ball, foot hops over the ball after making contact, kind of bounces off the ball and goes into the player. But you went studs up. It was a heavy touch to begin with. He lost control of the ball. He goes in studs up to try to reclaim it, and that's what happens. I I think you had to go red in that situation. Yeah, I I didn't get to see it. I I was writing. Um, so I'm going to go with your judgment on that. There was a scary moment in the game. Uh, Kamar Lawrence uh, went down. It looked like he was sliding to kick the ball, and he just went down and stayed down. We asked Parkhurst about this afterward because he had gone down there to look at mm-hmm. Lawrence, and then he came down when Lawrence was taken through the tunnel and said something to him. Parkhurst said he heard or thought he saw the ball actually hit Lawrence in the jaw. Right. Uh, a f- my my fiance actually had texted me. Her dad's a doctor, and she's a pharmacist, and her mom is a former nurse. They thought that it looked like he was almost having a seizure before he even hit the ground. So I don't know if he just got knocked out by the ball hitting his chin. That would make more sense. Maybe a glass jaw kind of a thing. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell. Like it was, it was an awkward ball across, and Lawrence. I think he was kind of stuck in between on, on what he was going to do to handle it, to clear it. And I, I think he thought about head first, but his feet started going out from under him and he was falling face first. And then he was trying to maybe chest it as he was falling and the ball caught him in that region. I was a little more worried about whiplash yeah. when I saw it than anything else. I don't think his head bounced off the ground. No, I don't think his head hit the turf at all. I, I didn't see that. The ball the ball hit him, and that was the contact part of it. That's there. Maybe there's some whiplash, but they immobilized him, and you, know, you hate to see that situation. Right. It was a really awkward situation all the way around. I thought I, trying to lip read Jesse Marshall on TV, I thought that when he came down to see Lawrence yeah. as they were taking him to the tunnel, I thought I saw Marsh say, he's okay. To somebody, okay. but I could be totally wrong sure. on that. But I certainly, as everyone does, hope that Lawrence is okay. I've always enjoyed watching him. Yeah, uh, even if I didn't enjoy watching him, I would still want him to be okay. 
so anyway, we're going to wrap this one up. This one got a little long because of all the officiating. <laughs> Sorry. Stuff. Um, I've posted a game story on AJC.com. I'm going to write a sidebar. Uh, it'll post either tonight or in the morning on all the refereeing issues and Atlanta United's reaction. And I'm assuming there are going to be many, many fines being issued from the league uh, about the comments. Uh, what do you have going on this week, Jason? It's going to be a quiet week because Atlanta United is off. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a quiet start to the week, though. Um, <laughs> overreaction Monday might set a record tomorrow, 9 a.m., blogtalkradio.com slash soccer down here. I don't know what kind of record it's going to set, but I'm almost afraid of it at this point. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on all week. Uh, we'll also have... Um, our weekly shows, USL Weekly, Charleston Battery Weekly, Music City Soccer. And then Wednesday, if you're around, I'll be at Fado and Buckhead for the kickoff event for the ATL Champions League for Soccer in the Streets. Uh, John Nelson and myself will kind of have a live Soccer Down Here show. We'll also do the draw for that event. It's a fundraiser for local Metro Atlanta programs for Soccer in the Streets. And all the different podcasts in the Atlanta United world are, are also fundraising for a team from Clarkston to go to their regionals. Uh, it's been a really cool process to, to help spread the word about a, a really great team of refugee kids from Clarkston who won their league and won the state tournament and get a chance to go on to the regionals in South Carolina. That's cool. Uh, it's going to be a quiet week for me, barring any news, and I'm anticipating that there might be news uh, because Atlanta United is off. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope, I hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast, again, called Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes. And again, Atlanta United defeated by the New York Red Bulls 3-1 to here on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, Atlanta United remains on top by one point ahead of NYCFC and Columbus in the East and I believe still has the most points in Major League Soccer this season uh, to this point. Uh, they will likely be passed next week uh, because they are off. Then they return to action at New England on May 30th with what is likely going to be a patchwork roster. All right, y'all take care. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.